Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for All About Android is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode of All About Android is brought to you by Netflix. Watch thousands of TV episodes and movies on your PC, Mac, iPad, iPhone, or TV instantly. All stream directly to you, saving you time, money, and hassle. For your free 30-day trial, go to netflix.com slash twit. And by audible.com. To download a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash android. Welcome to All About Android, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. This is episode Sweet 16, recorded on July 11, 2011. I'm Eileen Rivera. I'm Jason Howell. And I'm Ron Richards. Do you like that, Sweet 16? Sweet 16. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out if it was Sweet 16 or Sweet 16. <laughs> I didn't hear the T at the end of that. that. I was trying to figure it out. I swear I didn't but have then, a drink before the show. But then you didn't give like a perplexed face at the end of it, so I was like, oh. Well, she meant to do that. Okay. <laughs> well, I wanted, like, last week I was thinking, oh, 15, quinceanera. I was just, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's stop all the shenanigans, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great guest on the show today. Uh, I th- I'm sure a ton of you who watch our show are uh, readers of Android Central. And we have Phil Nickinson here. Thank you so much, Phil, for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you guys? And uh, you probably didn't know what you were getting yourself into. <laughs> But uh, we really appreciate you being on the show, Phil. That's how I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, bring it, um, bring it. we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it today. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, sharing tips on how to sh- save your battery life, um, why I'm in love with my new phone. Uh, Google's got a new mm-hmm. e-reader. And then there are patents. Patents. <laughs> lots here, and people. lots we got, of we patents. Got patents. We got your patents here on All About Android. <laughs> That's uh, right. Well, speaking of patents, I guess we should just dive right into it. That's right. The Nortel patents are in this week's news. All right. So if you hadn't heard, I I think this kind of all this news broke and it's pretty significant. It it, uh, broke kind of right around the last time that we recorded early. uh, So we kind of missed it on the last episode. But U.S. and Canadian courts today actually have signed off on a $4.5 billion Nortel mobile patent sale, uh, which results in Rockstar Bidco Group, love the name, uh, which is comprised of Apple, Microsoft, RIM, Ericsson, EMC, and Sony having complete control over around 6,000 mobile patents. Six companies effectively uh, banded together during the June auction to prevent Google, to attempt to prevent Google from winning, which potentially has far-reaching consequences for the Android platform, as I'm sure you can imagine. Google isn't very very patent-rich, I wouldn't say. Um, So joining us today, we have, uh, to basically talk about the implications of this deal, is Matt McCary, and I'm trying to get him on the Skype line here. I'm sharing all of these inputs here. So hold on, Matt. Hey, there we go. Matt, hey, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Matt McCarry, you are a, uh, you're a patent attorney. You're also a patent blogger at litigatingapple.com. Yep, that's right. There we go. Um, so 
we wanted to rope you into this because, well, basically we've uh, we've had a lot of uh, a lot of feedback from fans, mm -hmm. especially like on Google Plus. Eileen, you posted a little bit earlier today, mm -hmm. like, what do you want us to cover? We're trying this little crowdsourcing thing, and people are really wanting to hear about what the uh, God, these names are not switching. What the implications are for Android in general as a platform based on these patents? Just the sheer number of them, six thousand mobile patents, just seems like a lot. And the, and the fact that these uh, all these companies kind of banded together to do this, so. I guess uh, first of all, how do how do you think that this could affect Android as a whole? Does it does it have the ability to really change things, or is it just kind of like a big number, but you know, a few lawsuits here and there, and it won't change things? I, I honestly don't think it's going to change things greatly. And I, you know, Neil Patel was on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and he nailed this. Um, there are, well, I think it's Google has approximately a thousand patents. Um, which isn't surprising because they're a relatively new company uh, compared to these other companies. Um, and so anytime you can bulk up your patent portfolio, uh, it's going to be a good thing, you know, because it is, it is the you know, Cold War analogy where you have a game of tonnage, you have all of these patents, and uh, you're more protected the more patents you have. It becomes kind of a net patent game uh, when, these, when these companies do get into litigation. With that said, I think there's a quantifiable amount of money that, that this was worth to Google, and you know once it got outside that, I think they just had fun with it. But um, I, I think I think really the implications aren't really known at this time, and I don't think you can really look at it and, and kind of figure out the path of where this is going to lead us. But but I do think that uh, a lot of these patents had a lot more value to companies like Apple and other hardware companies than they did probably to a Google. Now if you could give find you know a, a auction out there for 6,000 patents that would somehow affect what they do with relating to software and searches and ads and things that you know that might protect them against a company like Oracle that I think you have something that's much more valuable to them than, than this particular patent portfolio yeah I guess what I'm uh, what I'm thinking when I when I read through this and kind of you know, take a look at, at just the sheer number of patents, like it, immediately. And, and also, like I said, just the fact that they all banded together, they really did not want Google to do this. I mean, I don't think in the beginning that these six companies uh, necessarily had the, the plan initially to kind of join together to do this. But ultimately, Google was willing to, you know, from, from what they said early on in the process, put their money where, the, where, the mouth, where their mouth is. But ultimately, that didn't kind of ended up end up kind of working out for them, would you say, I don't know, I can't help but look at this and think that maybe Google isn't completely committed to Android if they aren't willing to go after this number of patents. I mean, it's not like they don't have the money to do this. I just, I guess I don't understand why they didn't. Well, in some respects, I'm not, even, no matter how much money they have, with Apple and Microsoft on either side, that's a pretty big foe yeah. um, to bid against. Uh, I, like I said, I really think that this at some point they just had a value of four billion maybe in their mind that this would, would have been worth and they weren't going to get it for that so um, I you know the fact is that they're not a hardware manufacturer and their OEMs now I'm sure would have been very happy if they would have got this portfolio mm -hmm. um, but but in the end you know they have these these uh, patents out there that are up for auction and you know all their OEMs are pretty much in lawsuits already with Apple so I'm not, I'm not sure that the benefit really would have translated, at least not immediately. Now, there might have been some certain fights that would have gone away in the current litigation across licensing and things, but I don't think it would have given them a, a clear-cut advantage. Sure. And, and when you're talking about this many, uh, this many patents 
patents uh, possibly being kind of levied uh, against Google and the Android operating system going forward. Do you think this has a big impact potentially for the end user? Like, does this potentially change things for them? Does it make the cost of the Android phone go up because now they have to pay to license these patents within Android? Or does it change the functionality? That would be, I guess, a worst case scenario. Uh, I don't think so right now. We don't really know what's going to happen with some of these. I mean, there's so many escalations going on between, for instance, Aunt, uh, Apple and Samsung. You don't really know where it's going to end up. I mean, the worst case scenario is that companies like that uh, in the ITC proceedings, for instance, they get a they get a uh, basically a ban on importing these devices into the U.S., and that's huge. But what, what could come out of it, which is more likely and what typically comes out of these large cases, is some, some sort of cross-licensing. Um, we don't know what the Apple Samsung case is a unique situation where you just don't know how it's really changed faces so many times during mm -hmm. the course of the litigation. Uh, but Google, I mean, if you look at it just from Google's perspective, their interest isn't always the same. I mean, the what what they're how they can protect their OEMs with the, this patent portfolio isn't even clear if they had it. So, therefore, the value I think is limited. So it's really it's really up for grabs. Obviously, a big focus of all this was for Apple and Microsoft was just as much to make sure Google didn't get it than for them to gain it and, and get you know real value out of it. That was definitely part of the key value for this portfolio. This may be a dumb question, but were all the patents hardware um, related? Do we even know? Yeah. No, okay. I mean, 6,000 patents, a good chunk of them are Canadian in America and U.S., as you can imagine. Um, but you're going to have a lot of hardware in there. And even the patents that are being asserted cross between these uh, mobile device companies like Apple and Samsung are, are include much more hardware uh, claiming than you might think. Uh, they might be a crossbreed between um, you know, a hybrid of hardware and software, but rarely do you see a lot of these strictly focused on software. And to me, that's where Android and that's where Google would really get value out of a patent portfolio. Yeah, no, it sounds like they really need to uh, work on, on boosting that a little bit so they have a little bit of something to kind of go back on. Do you think there's any chance, uh, any, any chance possible? Like, I realize it was, it was allowed today. Uh, the, the courts have kind of signed off on it. But U.S. regulators are evaluating the deal now to see if everything's kosher. Is there any possible chance that the deal is then changed as a result of that or not allowed to finalize? Yeah, I'm not familiar with some of the antitrust uh, uh, matters. I do know that just because those courts in Canada and the U.S. have okayed it from their limited perspective, the Justice Department still has a, uh, a say in this. Sure. So, um, in theory, yes, it could it could alter it. I'm I'm guessing it probably won't, but that's uh, it's pretty speculative. I don't really have a lot to go on there. Absolutely. But we we aren't talking doom and gloom for Android right now. I think the end user just wants to know, oh, or we're just reading all these blogs. How does it change and, things? You know, <laughs> how does it change things really for, for me? You know, are we not going to be able to do this show anymore? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, what does that mean? There's no doom and gloom here, right? No, I don't think so. I think you're talking about 6,000 patents. And of those, we don't even know how many are really valuable. Uh, in a sea of you know, 20, 50, 100,000 patents between all these companies. So it, it, it's a part of the a part of the puzzle, and it, some of them may come into play later on in, in lawsuits, but I, I don't think it changes the game much. Okay. Well. Awesome. Well, 
Hey, we really appreciate you coming onto the show um, to kind of share your insight. That certainly helps me a lot. And I, I mean, when I get to these patent stories, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of other people that kind of feel the same way. There's just so many angles, and it gets so complex. It's it's hard to know whether you see something like this, and and like you said, Eileen, it means doom and gloom. You know, yeah. for you know, does it does it absolutely change what I'm used to getting on my Android phone, or if it's just not that big a deal and a couple of lawsuits and you know the pain a little bit more and and everybody's happy. So. Um, so we really appreciate you coming on, Matt, and uh, kind of sharing your insight. Where can people follow you and, and find more about the work that you do? Well, I'm iMacAZ on Twitter, and uh, you got it up there. LitigatingApple.com is where I, I blog on all things tech, patent, Apple. Try to stick within that arena, but uh, that those and I, I have a website for my uh, firm as well. But but that's the primary place to get hold of me and watch me. Awesome. See, see what I'm writing. Right on. Well, Matt, thanks again. And uh, I'm sure if we get another patent story, we'll probably be knocking on your door. <laughs> well, great. You know, it's, it's, it's only fun to some of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the rest of us, to bring someone on that can actually talk about it um, at detail, it, it's very helpful. So thanks again and have a wonderful night. Great. Thanks. Thank thanks, you. Matt. All right, Eileen, you've got something a little bit lighter, I would say. <laughs> lighter? I, I don't know. Just a, a little bit less... I know. Uh, Less implication, but pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, last piece of news here. Who watched the uh, space shuttle launch? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty awesome, right? Well, uh, um, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jason. Phil, uh, did you? <laughs> I did. I did. I had yeah. my uh, daughters watch it with me. They didn't oh. understand or care at all. Okay. Well, there's a oh. little, right? <laughs> uh, well, uh, just a little bit of Android news. Um, along The Space Shuttle Atlantis la launched last Friday with some very interesting cargo. Two Nexus S phones. Hello. Uh, which will turn three satellites into remote control rob robots. Way cool, oh. right? So, so we're at the point now where we're controlling satellites with the Nexus phones. Like, does, has NASA run out of anything, to, everything to do? Like on the last trip, they're just like, hey, now we can control the satellite with our phone. <laughs> there it is. There's the orbs there, uh, <laughs> controlled by the Nexus S phones. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so, are, they by, are they powered by Lego Mindstorms too? Or? <laughs> sorry, we're I was, on I'm a sorry roll today, today sorry, Ron. <laughs> so, um, I wonder, like, why? I, I mean, I, that's really cool. I, I just don't, yeah, like, okay. So so our Nexus S going to be up floating around in space for a long, long time then as a result? Possibly. Well, they're going to be outdated pretty soon. They're in the shuttle. I guess the important point to make, too, is that they brought up Android phones and not iOS phones. So there you go. Oh. If, you're, if you're looking to see what the NASA-approved phone is, it looks like it's Android. Hey, so <laughs> Brian Hannafin wrote in, and uh, he sent us an email at aaa at twit.tv, and he said, have you heard about free games which try to trick your kids into an app uh, <laughs> purchasing to continue to play the game? Check out Bug Village, which is unfortunately one of the featured apps on the Android market right now. My understanding is Bug Village times out and forces you to wait 15 minutes before you can continue building your colony. Unless, of course, you pony up some money by virtual coins, which allows you to continue the game sooner. My five-year-old son, who can't quite read yet, was prompted by this game to purchase coins this afternoon. Of course, he just wanted to click buttons until this game continued, and he ended up purchasing 10 coins for $2.99. Wow, I guess it could have been a lot worse there. Uh, that's not the worst thing in the world, but still 
point taken. There is no refund period for in-app purchases, by the way. Uh, apparently, I'm lucky, as some searching revealed that one five-year-old racked up $450 of in-app uh, coin purchases on this game in about 10 minutes. And I actually did go to uh, the site as well, uh, the, the market uh, link for that as well, and found a few other people uh, in the comments who were kind of complaining of the same thing. Um, Phil, you said in prep that you know a little something about this firsthand. Is that right? I've got a five-year-old daughter who loves using the Galaxy Tab 10.1, and she loves playing Cordy on it. And if you haven't played Cordy, I don't know. How do you describe Cordy? It's it comes by default on it. Mm-hmm. It's a cool like three-dimensional thing you run around. It's almost like like the new Mario games, right? But the big thing about it is you can customize your Cordy and make them look however you want them to look. And of course, she wants to make them pink with flowers and stuff. And oh, but Dad, look, there's a hat right there, and all I have to do what what's what are those three letters? B U Y. <laughs> no! No! Don't, don't click it! Don't click it! So, did you end up out uh, any any dollars because of it? Dad, I accidentally bought something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, watch. And, uh, so yeah. How much money did you lose, Phil? Oh, like five bucks. Maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I made yeah. her work it off in the backyard. So. Okay. Not the worst thing in the world, but still the the fact that that's so easy to do. I actually uh, put out a call on Google Plus, which uh, turns out is a great way to to crowdsource and end up with all of the answers publicly available. So <laughs> you can actually go to the show notes at twit.tv slash AAA and find everybody's uh, feedback in regards to this. But I mean, there are just, a, there, there were a lot of people that said that they've only heard about this in iOS. And I've definitely heard about this a lot more in the iOS in, in-app uh, payment system. But uh, there are some people in here, David, uh, my five-year-old grandson did it in Bug Village. So there you go, somebody else kind of backing up the, the Bug Village uh, claim. Uh, Talking Tomcat, which is actually, if you've never heard of Talking Tomcat, it's this little like virtual animal. I have it on my old droid at home uh, that essentially repeats what you say, What's but a little bit higher. What's the in-app purchase? Um, well, I, I didn't know that there was an in-app purchase, but every once in a while, if you press the wrong button, it pulls up a menu of a bunch of other talking characters that you no can go to. Way. But I But you can't buy it directly from the app. It actually takes you to the Android market. Uh-huh. But if you've got, you know... One you click. only have to hit once, and yeah. if you got, I guess, if you have a smart enough kid, uh, suddenly, suddenly, it's being purchased. Um, definitely not my one and a half year old, but um, you know, she's not quite at that picking those buttons apart thing. She just kind of taps it endlessly. Just wait. It's yeah, yeah oh. I think I think we'll yeah. see there more and more. I mean, now that in-app purchases are on Android, I mean, like my niece plays this on the web. She plays this Moshi Monsters game or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have a currency in the game that isn't tied to dollars, but it's just like, hey, you know, that 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 food costs, you know, th- you know, 30 things or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so a five-year-old doesn't, isn't going to make a connection between the game currency and actual currency, and you give them a tablet with the game on it, they're just going to say, bye, 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 bye. So, yeah, so you got to watch that. Totally. So you know what? I, I, I'm less concerned about something like that, because uh, that's a part of the game. It's fun, whatever. But then you play something like Galaxy on Fire 2, which is $15. That's not cheap for any <laughs> app. And... You know, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. The gameplay was fun. The ending sucked. It was horrible. And that's the only reason I wanted my $15 back. Not because it wasn't a good game, but the ending was so bad. It's like, really? Really? Yeah. I paid that much. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, but Don't spoil I paid the that ending. much and that's all? Okay. Was it good yeah. up till then? It was good. Yeah, the gameplay was good. It, it took enough time okay. for, you know, it, it, but it's a long kind of drawn out strategy type thing but not really and so there are parts that are difficult and parts that aren't but the ending was just so lame it's like no 
I mean, it's like they spent all the money they could spend on the gameplay and the development of that and just totally forgot that it was like Avatar all over again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Ding. Touche. All right. Well, definitely check out the, the thread. There are a few things in there. A couple of people actually, Heather, uh, in there also complained about uh, their child just navigating to the market and purchasing two useless to her apps because it's, it's so easy mm -hmm. to do. I mean... I guess it's easy on one hand, that's great, and we want that. On the other hand, just be careful when you're giving your phone to your kid because it sounds like there are ways that they can rack up some dollars for you. But um, I don't know. Maybe we'll start to hear more stories uh, along these lines to kind of match the iOS uh, thing that's going on as well. So now, after that, we can actually get to hardware. All right, Eileen, go for it. All right, well, in the news, Samsung's Galaxy S2 becomes the company's quickest-selling phone, 3 million in 55 days, and guess who has one? Who? Oh, you! Ooh. Nice. All right. Might well, let's, be me. Let's you know, get one of those. Well, um, let's see. I will confess that I lost my Nexus S several months ago. I think I may have confessed that. Um, have been using Leo's Nexus S for a while. He's been very generous. Um, and, um, you know, ultimately, in order for me to get a new phone, I'm going to have to pay full price. Or, mm -hmm. you know, keep borrowing, which I don't want to do. Um, and I have been sort of salivating over this phone. I've been talking about it for weeks on end about this phone. And, and, and a lot of our listeners have been saying, this is a great phone. Um, just When you get it in the U.S., just get it. Uh, I went to Amazon, bought an unlocked version for 600 bucks. Very wow. expensive, I know. I know. Uh, and I have since put my iPhone uh, AT&T SIM card in it. And, um, oh. yeah. You're, you're making the step right there. Well, originally, when I first got the phone, I put my T-Mobile uh, SIM card in there, and I only got Edge. Uh, and so I used it for a couple days, and then I got a little adapter for the AT&T SIM card, and I made that step, you guys. Hmm, I made that's it. A, that's a big step. Wow. It's important. My phone is now my kind of Your iPod secondary. touch, yeah. <laughs> in a way. Um, and uh, But let's get back to the phone. Yeah. This phone here... Um, I don't really have any, I don't really have too many bad things to say about it right now. I've only had it for four days. So this is sort of like a pre-review of the phone. 4.3 inch display. And we could take a look at it here. Ooh. AMOLED. Uh, it's pretty. What I've got running right now is TouchWiz, the new TouchWiz interface. Um, it's really interesting because they have uh, given me a ton of crazy apps that I had never expected. And three Game Hub apps. Um, I don't know why I need three of them, but uh, let me see. And, and, then, and then what's really crazy about it is that I, I can't really organize it the way I want to. I'm going to put Go Launcher X on this at, right after this show because I'm done with TouchWiz. Yeah, um, it's not horrible that. to me. And I, I'm guessing and I'm, I'm hearing this is the latest TouchWiz, not the TouchWiz that other people have on their other Galaxy or Samsung phones. Am I correct yeah, on th this? Yeah, that's different. That's different than what you'll get on the uh, on any of the U.S. phones. Right, right. Now. right. Um, so there's 100 Game Loft Game Hub, and then I have another. <laughs> I have another one. So I there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of crap. There's a music <laughs> shop. There's a music hub. You know what I do like though, um, if I can find it. See, this is oh the Readers Hub. Um, ooh, kind of iOSy. Isn't it? Ooh, that's very yeah. Like, uh, yeah. totally. well, well, that Hang on, Re remember Apple stole that from somebody too, though. There you go. True, yeah. And Good I forget point. who, but Apple totally ripped it off from somebody. Um, Turn that phone sideways, though. Show show that profile because that is the oh, amazing thing. That is nice. Yeah. Too. And here's and the back. And it is so light. 
It is does so it that, light. Does it have that same slight curvature that the Nexus S does? Nope. And yeah, when I posted a picture of this um, online, people were like, whoa, that screen looks huge. Yeah, the screen is huge, but it's not heavy. So no, it's I in, don't impressive I don't, how light that it, yeah. it looks thinner than the than the 4.3 is normal for some reason I don't know why but it looks because it, like, it looks like, hold it in one hand like when you use it when, have you had a problem like is it much bigger oh, than you're used to or? yeah my hands are yeah every once in a while like That's I brought it at bad, the gym though. today and mm -hmm. I was you know reaching for it to change the song my hand was like oh I gotta get yeah. over there <laughs> I gotta get over there to touch the button but um it, not a big there deal. was there was an earlier episode actually uh, where Joshua Caleb had a video mailed about just that. Yes. about these larger screens being kind of hard to do you know to yeah. reach across with the, just your thumbs so. um, but overall it doesn't bug me uh, notifications I like uh, we're gonna talk about battery life later but uh, I have my options here pa I have it on power saving mode um, it's a 8 megapixel camera I had some weird issues um, with uh, recording video where it wasn't quite um, catching the um, the focus properly and it would blur out in the middle I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. maybe that was just me um, some of the widgets here this contact widget here constantly crashes my phone so I'm not going to touch it so I'm going to delete that as soon as we're done here <laughs> stay away from the contact <laughs> widget <laughs> um, yeah they got some interesting stuff Inter yeah. in interesting uh, widgets um, it's fast uh, you know it's got gingerbread on it 2.3.3 okay. not 0.4 mm -hmm. um, and I don't think there is a uh, sign engine mod for this yet I think they're still working on it right that's what I'm hearing uh, no yeah, I know that they're Phil probably working nodding. on Phil it Phil is nodding <laughs> um, but overall uh, this I, I'm going to be talking a lot about this phone and I'm obviously going to be using this phone on the show is this your first out. time having the uh, the TouchWiz yes, like on a daily basis yeah you know TouchWiz 2 has been crashing on me quite a bit mm -hmm. I don't know I, whatever I've, I've had to restart my phone a couple times because it says TouchWiz is not you know right. it's freaking out on you so please restart your phone um, battery life has been impressive but again I'm on power uh, saving mode um, but uh, I have not uh, charged my phone since 9 a.m. this morning it's 5.53 currently and I've got about a little over let's see here let me see if I can find it for sure I need a battery widget to make this faster um, uh, da, 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 da. right now it is at 52% not bad that's I haven't that's charged it at all I gotta say so uh, I'm pretty impressed with the phone so far very very early stages I'm gonna be really uh, working this phone out uh, for the rest of this week and I you know to me the first step was actually disabling the sim card from the old iphone and putting it in yeah there. Mm -hmm. wow this that is my personal played. phone yeah because this has been my work phone my nexus s has been my work phone so i've been using that it's a different number but this is my personal stuff so uh i made the leap guys awesome wow. well, congratulations <laughs> it's the first step into a greater world I, know. Be fun. <laughs> I know uh but i'll be talking more a little uh more about it i'm still discovering you know um things about the phone sure. but uh, thank you to all of you out there who have emailed and said just get it already and I just did <laughs> have you had much time uh, any experience with with this phone Phil 
It's been a while. I uh, first used it in Barcelona back in, what, February at Mobile World Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, it's a weird thing. So it's Samsung's flagship phone. What They've sold 3 million of them already, which for an Android phone is pretty darn good. Um, and I'm totally expecting to get versions of it here in the States. So I had my European uh, editor, Alex Doby, review it for us because I don't want to review the same phone five times again mm-hmm. this year. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Understood. But, but I think we have um, not a lesser version in the Samsung Infuse yeah. on AT. But kind of lightweight, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. have the dual core. Um, but it's very much the same thing. And, and really, for anybody, I have no problem saying you will just be amazed at how light and thin this thing is. Yeah, that's that's immediately what you get when you pick up this phone. It's just that it's super thin, super light. My my complaint with Samsung phones in general is just that it has that kind of plasticiness to it, and and that's probably why this phone is really light that's probably part of why it is the way that it is um but sometimes i just feel like all it takes is a little pressure and you'd snap it in half but i don't know i, I mean I, I guess we don't hear about that happening a lot so it's probably not that big a deal but i guess i'm just so used to the sturdiness of the motorola droid and now the thunderbolt that feels pretty solid um but yeah it's a it's a pretty pretty nice phone i gotta admit it's very very nice. So. Showing a little video of, uh, of Leo Twit. giving the uh, the Twit Studios. Tour. Nice. Uh, this was from yesterday. So. All anyways. right. Well, cool. That sounds cool. good. All right, Ron, you have uh, some news on a few upcoming phones. Yeah. So if you're here in the states and, and you want to get a new phone, there's some a couple of phones that are going to be coming your way soon that you should take a look out for. Um, if you're on Verizon, uh, very exciting that the Motorola Droid Three has an official launch date, July 14th, which is just a couple of days away from now, um, for $199.99 with two-year contract, you can get the Droid 3 from uh, Verizon, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's a pretty big step up from the previous versions of the Droid. It's got a four-inch screen uh, with a slide-out keyboard, keyboard, one gigahertz processor running Android 2.3, uh, QHD display, um, no LTE, which is yeah. a little disappointing, but uh, the keyboard is interesting because they're claiming it's the world's thinnest slide-out keyboard, and they even added a row of numbers, which I've never seen before in a slide-out keyboard, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can get that on Verizon in a couple of days from now, actually, so uh, be on the lookout for that if you're looking to upgrade. Cool. Um, but if for some reason you don't want that or you're not on Verizon, you're looking for Sprint, you want a new phone, well, the Motorola Titanium is going to be coming on July 24th, um, and that's just for $149.99, um, and I believe that's with a new contract because all those are discounted. But for some reason, it's uh, still running Eclair, uh, the previous uh, version, which it, is. Yeah. I just feel like at this point, there is no excuse. Like no. running Eclair, like if releasing a phone right now that you're paying $150 for, like that's 50 bucks cheaper than a lot of like the, the flagship phones on a lot of carriers. Like to, to have it being, be running Eclair is just kind of a slap in the face. It's it's uh, it's bizarre. I don't know what yeah. why they would go to market with it when it's. I mean, it, it, either they lo- got a whole bunch of phones already, and and you know, Phil, you probably know more about this than I do. But you know, whether they've got the phones that have already got the OS on there, and they don't want to go through the hassle of flashing the ROMs and getting them all, and they just want to move the inventory. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, it, I think the one reason here is push to talk. That yeah. that's been the common denominator. Mm-hmm. Look at all the PTT phones that Sprint's had, Sprint Nextel. Yeah. Um, and they've all just been way behind on the upgrade yeah. curve. So, again, you're not buying it to have the latest uh, OS. You're buying it because it's got PTT. Yeah, it's push to talk and it's point. durable or whatever. You know? yeah. And, pe- <laughs> and people on phone. Sprint love that. I mean, I hate mm-hmm. it. I had a uh, Nextel phone back in the day, and I hated I hated push to talk. But a lot of people like it, so I yep. guess you need to have it. Uh, plus, it's only 149 which I feel is if, you know, if you're looking for an entry level, you know, like they're not every user is like us, and they're just looking for a new phone. It could be a good option. But. Yeah, sure. Um, and then finally, uh, the that, dro- that that Droid Bionic just won't quit. Yeah. Uh, there's a leaked uh, Best Buy ad that 
hints that we might be seeing the Droid Bionic from uh, Verizon and Best Buy soon, although there's still no release date. Um, and as the, the uh, post here up on Engadget that, that we've got on the screen notes, the uh, Droid Bionic has been in the um, accessory page uh, on the Best Buy website since February. So there's no sign that the Bionic's actually coming to market anytime soon. But a leaked ad shows some progress. Maybe it'll be coming soon. Yeah, so. We're think, just teasing Jason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <much>. yeah. <laughs> I think the murmurings are that it'll happen by the end of the summer. Uh, Phil, do you know anything along those lines? Like the, the redesign of the Bionic? Kind of uh, any idea? Idea what extra it's bringing versus its older counterpart? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what they've done to it. Um, I have been told that it is in production that, and they are currently making them now. And uh, the numbers my source gave me were actually kind of surprising. Uh, you know, I've I've had this weird thing with Verizon for a while. It's like, all right, they dumped you know what five phones on us in January, and they're you know redoing one of them. But this is the same Verizon that, and I'm going to bring it up, everybody, the same Verizon that killed the HTC merge. So they are not beyond you know seeing what's going on just in the whole ecosystem and, and scrapping things and redoing them. And I, that's good. I think that's good for everybody. But it's a little confusing. So I've been kind of holding off on the Bionic. But yes, um, it's coming in some way, shape, or form, at least as of today that could that could change in 12 hours yeah it seems like uh, and we've talked about it a lot on the show but uh it seems like one of the phones on verizon that i would probably end up getting just because it kind of sounds like it has a little bit of everything the fact that it's been delayed as long as it has kind of has me a little bit worried that it's going to be one of those things where it's eagerly awaited because it's taken so long to come and then finally when it does it has that one like missing thing as like oh then there's yeah. that part. And I think they needed to differentiate somehow because you have the Thunderbolt, yeah. you know, LTE 4.3 inches. Then you have the uh, Revolution, which is a really nice phone from LG, except for it's got Bing on it. And if, I, in fact, I need to publish my review eventually. But uh, you know, that, that was kind of my my conclusion of it is well, if that's going to be your differentiator, you need to find a new one because nobody's going to go buy an Android phone with Bing because it has Bing on it. <laughs> that's right. so, that's so think, bizarre. Yeah, it, it was the strangest thing. And remember the merge. Had Bing on it back when I saw it last October. It still had Bing, um, so I'm glad they killed it for that reason. Yeah, so I, I, I'm thinking they're going to bring something a little different to it. Maybe they're still waiting on video Skype to work on it. I don't know. Oh man. Uh, well, apparently they could be waiting a lot longer because yeah. that that takes forever to roll out to all the phones as well. Um, all right. Well, cool. Well, let's uh, move on to the ad because I totally and completely spaced it. But this uh, this episode of All About Android is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks with more than seventy five thousand downloadable titles across all types of literature fiction nonfiction, periodicals they cover it all uh for listeners of all about android audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service i actually have only recently started using audible and i absolutely love it one of the audiobooks that i'm actually listening to right now i just started it can't say that i'm like the over the moon quintessential rolling stones fan i love rolling stones music but i'm not like it's true like catch everything that they do follower but keith richards uh life unabridged audiobook is on there it's 23 hours so it's a long listen um but Does it's he read it no it's read by johnny depp actually <laughs> oh that's pretty cool yeah johnny depp. and yeah. He, does, he does a pretty good uh, americanized uh impression of keith richards um but it's so far it's it's really good and I'm, I'm probably like maybe two hours into it and really enjoying it so you can find that as well as tons of other audiobooks to download them for free or another one of your choice you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash android again that's audiblepodcast.com slash android i do want to mention that they have an android app 
And uh, I am currently reading In the Plex. Oh, In the Plex uh, is great. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so you get two books um, if you uh, use our code. And I would really suggest this one if you're in, you know, Google fan. Um, I've just started. I'm only three hours in, so I've just got I've got a lot more. This is like 20 hours too, but uh, it's great on the drive, and uh, you can see it here running. Oh, there we go. Um, give you details of the book. Once you're done, you could star it. Gives you you know descriptions, chapters. Uh, you can bookmark things and put notes on it. Um, what I like here, then you can see my entire library here. Look, I'm also going to start reading um, Life. Uh, probably after in the Plex, I don't know, but uh, yeah. And then there's a store. There's news. Lots of settings here for the app. Um, yeah, it's a good one. So uh, there you go. Right on. <clears throat> awesome. Well, definitely check it out. Again, that's AudiblePodcast.com/slash/Android. All right. So here we go. Let's uh, let's hop into. Can we hop into, or do I have something well, do we else? Do we want to talk about the Nook? Maybe? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, the Nook Color, uh, leading e-reader sales for the first time ever as tablets lag. So IDC released a new report with some interesting takeaways. First, the Nook Color is ahead over the Kindle, uh, which is pretty sweet. Oh, you have, there you go. You brought it in. I did. I have my little show and tell. Cool. Um, well, it's a little zoomed in. There we go. There we I feel, go. I feel like what is the distinction between the Nook as an e-reader and not a tablet? It's a really good question. Well, I think it's kind it just of a has hotly email um, and web. But I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah, there are apps in here as well. I mean, the Nook um, is basically it's it's a it's a walled garden tablet, but it's essentially a tablet. You know, like a, an unhacked and un you know rooted Nook. You know, like from you know yes, it's touted as an e-reader, but it's not just an e-reader. They have the app marketplace. You can put Angry Birds on it. I mean, it seems to me like it's a tablet, but that's, I'm, I, I might be splitting hairs. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the the greater functionality is there. Obviously, the ability to root it makes it even more of a tablet, but, um, you know, out of the box for, for the majority of people who are getting getting it and not rooting it, you're, you're right, it still has a lot of that functionality. Definitely has that functionality that differentiates it from something that's a dedicated e-reader like, like a Kindle that, I guess, yeah. has a little web browsing, but I wouldn't consider a Kindle a tablet. Well, and the biggest difference, don't forget, is the price. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You, I mean, you will not find another piece of hardware for two hundred fifty dollars that's as good as the Nook Color. And yep. I think my inbox was clogged after Christmas of people who bought something for two hundred fifty dollars trying to get it to do anything, and, and they wouldn't do it. But the Nook Color is the one thing that would. I have a good friend who runs uh, the local Barnes and Noble store here, and she says all her employees have rooted and hacked just the crap out of their books. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Not stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Do, um, Phil, do you know what the little uh, the little uh, hook at the bottom is for? <laughs> there's an antenna in there. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's, that's the antenna that wraps yeah. around it. Oh, maybe it could be the antenna. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love the little nook crazy, button. That's but my it, favorite it thing me. So. Well, there there is another takeaway from here as well. It's not just uh, about about the nook color and the Kindle, but uh, also that Android tablets in general have gained. Uh, they're up thirty four percent. Versus the last quarter, where they were eight percent lower. Um, o- although overall tablet sales are slipping, uh, they declined twenty-eight percent from the previous quarter. So uh, overall, tablet not so good. Android tablets totally picking up s- some steam uh, in comparison. But like I said, lower numbers. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, we've talked a lot about tablets. Phil, what's your favorite one that's out right now? 
Oh man, you I keep one? coming back to the Galaxy Tab 10.1. Yeah. I'm in the middle of yeah. finally reviewing the uh, Acer Iconia Tab mm-hmm. A500 in its horrible name. Um, <laughs> I'll have the Thrive here this week. Although, God, I I first used the Thrive back at CES in January when it was still a prototype and running Froyo. Um, what else? I've got a Zoom here, but I mean, really, Samsung has set the bar. I think yeah. for anything that's not an iPad too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. I, I love that tablet. Uh, and somewhat related, just in the in in the sake of ebook hardware, is and we just thought we'd announce it though. It doesn't have any Android hooks uh, right now, but there is a hundred and forty dollar Google ebook uh, reader for their for their book uh, store, and you know it looks a lot like a Kindle. Um, it is the iRiver Story HD, and that's hitting stores July seventeenth. Uh, very Kindle looking, no touch screen. Uh, you know, e ink. Uh, display the kind of gold-plated blingy keys down at the bottom which i guess is the differentiator of some sort i don't know it's some something about this hardware just kind of makes me think eh, we're probably so not going to see this I mean, for very long so interesting to see like i'm fascinated by the fact that amazon has the kindle and we've heard rumors of the amazon uh, tablets that are gonna be running android probably and so that that seems more believable but for google to go in the direction of the kindle with an e8 the e-ink device like i just think that's hysterical i mean that's fascinating <laughs> I would much, I would much rather have a Android powered with a display device. I'm, not, I guess I'm not sold on e ink. I've never been sold on e ink. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, just in the chat room, everybody's uh, shouting at us. Uh, Asus yes. Transformer doesn't get any love from uh, yes. AAA, no, but you know no, what? No, that, we personally, yeah. um, the three of us, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn for Ron, but I haven't played with one. So, yeah, neither have I. Neither have uh, I. Nope. Yeah, Phil. All right, it's. I actually was. Asus was very, very uh, grateful to us and got us in on the very initial uh, review cycle. Mm-hmm. It is a hell of a tablet. It's a really great tablet. Um, and the keyboard, the keyboard that slides into just yeah. is awesome. Like it turns it in to an Android laptop. Uh, my wow. problem is, you know, it's still too expensive just for what it's going to do. Like okay. for you know, $600, I'm going to go buy a laptop. Uh, but, you know, ignoring that, really, really good. Um, the functionality between the keyboard and the trackpad and is everything you would want in an Android laptop. And Asus did a really, really nice job with it. They've had a few software bugs here and there, but they've been working on it. They were working on it before release. And, uh, and you no, know, I absolutely agree with the chat room. That's not something I say very often. It doesn't get enough love, <laughs> but it's also too expensive still. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's going to be prohibitive. I, I think that's kind of been the common the common theme is it's got to be priced on par with the iPad or lower to really kind of compete against it. It's such a behemoth to compete against, and mm-hmm. if it's priced outside of that, it's really hard to expect massive amounts of people to buy into it. Unless it brings something ridiculously different than than is on the market that people have to have. I'm not sure the transform transforming uh, form factor is something that people absolutely have to have to justify that. So, uh, hey Ron, why don't you take the next email? Sure, yeah. So Sam in Canada wrote in about a topic that's kind of close to my heart in terms of UI and fonts. But uh, he says, uh, Jason's little comment about old man eyes reminded me to write into you guys about a problem Android has for the longest time. Why is there no system-wide font setting? There are plenty of people complaining about this on Android's help page, yet Google has done nothing. Even a setting that only controls the font size, of, font size of system menus would be better than nothing, since most apps have built-in font size settings now. So is there an app that does that, or are there ROMs that has this feature? And since I'm switching phones soon, should I just get the biggest screen with the lowest resolution phone I can find? I do plan to root if that helps. As many suggestions as possible would, would be great. 
So that's a great question, the fact that you can't customize that font size. I mean, I've made that same point as well, um, especially as the resolutions get even higher and it's getting to the point where, you know, all of our eyes, they're not as good as they used to be. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and it can be really inconvenient too because like yeah. like if you take a tweet deck, for example, um, we covered yep. that uh, last week, you can, you can tweak the font size within the app, but that does nothing for the system. That does nothing for mm-hmm. everything else. It'd be nice to just have like a, a general, if you, if you needed to do that way to kind of uh, increase those font sizes uh, in a blanket approach. The things that I've seen, well, I know I know that in my in my past, ROMing like the Motorola Droid more specifically because I haven't put a whole lot of new ROMs on the Thunderbolt yet. Uh, but there were a lot of custom ROMs that gave you the ability to do just that. It was just kind of baked in. So I would imagine if you're open to you know rooting and ROMing your phone, I'm sure some of those that you find are going to allow you to do that. Um, and then I also found an app called Font Changer. It does require root. And actually, I'll pull up the screen. Uh, the screen here um, and it allows you to do basically just that you can change your font on a system-wide uh, basis but you can also change the sizes it also actually allows you to change the screen density to make everything larger uh, mm. if you wish and I've never really gone down that road have you ever done anything like that Phil no and I'm kind of boring when it comes to my phone. I, I use it for and I'm for running an Android website. I am the worst usage case for normal Android use out of anybody. Um, I I just kind of you know have my same apps on it that I always need and yeah. go about my business. Make it, make it functional and mm-hmm. to do the things that you need to do. Well, um, so. So yeah, I mean, if if you uh, if you want to uh, you know root your phone and install this app, uh, definitely send us an email aaa at twit.tv and kind of let us know how it does. I'm sure there are other ways to do this. This was just one of the apps that I that I found that actually has between one to five hundred thousand uh, installs on it and has a pretty good rating, four and a half out of five stars in the Android market. So it looks on the surface that uh, font changer root uh, would be what you are looking for so check that out all right let's uh let's move on to the apps section boom all right cool so starting off the top ron you've got it yeah, so it's very it's 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 a rare and special moment when you feel as if your voice has been heard. And uh, recently, oh, Google go, Google updated uh, Google Maps to version 5.7 for Android, and finally answered my prayers in that they gave uh, transit navigation uh, in in beta. Uh, but the, now you have access to the transit data of Google Maps. With me, as somebody who is on foot in the city most of the time and living and dying by the transit systems, this is fantastic because now I can see when the bus is coming and all stuff like that and not have to deal with some of the uh, city-specific uh, bus uh, schedules next and things bus like that. Next whatever. Yeah, uh, next Muni is in San Francisco is miserable. But, um, yeah, so it's a really welcome change to Google Maps 5.7. Um, and also they've, uh, they've updated the access to directions, basically making the app. Uh, I, that's the, one, the Google Maps. Apps app with Android is one of those apps where I see the most rapid iteration happening. I feel like mm-hmm. um, because it's such a great no-brainer kind of app that you know you're on your phone. We're all traveling. We're in the car. We're doing all crazy things like that. It's great to see that team really working hard to update it and make it as good as it can be. So oh, yeah, I mean it's just yeah. a. A, a, a killer killer app for the for the yeah. platform is one of the first ones that I it's actually probably one of the few apps that I use on a regular daily basis just the navigation alone I would love to see the offline uh, maps be integrated into navigation and not just you know downloading a map for an area it would be really cool to kind of cache those 
right exactly exactly and then well then also they, they've they've added um in their lab section for google maps for android the download map area function now so you can actually download the map if you're going to a place you can download it to your phone and get uh, local access to it which is a neat little kind of labs kind of um is you see them experimenting with it and getting it um you know uh getting the app to be a little more a little more than just a straight up map and giving it a little more power You've already downloaded sorry. that map. I, you know, I tried that one already. I need to no, go somewhere else. No, that's great. And I think it, when you download a map using that, it stays on your phone for, I think, 30 days or something. And yeah. might, and unless you All tell right. it to stay longer, it'll just kind of delete itself after 30 days. So if you're going traveling someplace, uh, you're going for vacation or, or whatever, and you want to use the map, you can cache it in advance. And... Uh, Oh, see, there we go. Downloading the map area within 10 miles of your location. That's yeah. really cool. That's so really cool. rope that into navigation mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah, I have to imagine great. that's on their, their path. Yeah. That's coming And up. the maps themselves are so much faster now. I don't know what they did, but think back to uh, December when Andy Rubin was at uh, All Things D and first talked about vector graphics and how the maps were going to mm -hmm. get faster. And they did a little bit. But with this 5.7 update, it just flies now. That's uh, awesome. Um, cool. Well, let's see here. So we have a game actually that came out that <laughs> Eileen, you want to talk about that? Well, one? it's just Scrabble. Scrabble Free is available Scrabble. in the marketplace, and uh, I honestly haven't played it, but I know Phil has. <laughs> so I'm yes. going to toss it to you. <laughs> Thank God Phil's on the show. Um, yeah, so it's free in the marketplace right now. I'm about to install it, and uh, Phil, you, what do you think? What do you think? It's okay. It's, <laughs> well, you know, it's people complain like about words with friends. Now, is this going to um, replace it? Are we? Well, they complain about words with friends because it didn't work for a long I know. time. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, this works. I think they've almost made it a little too colory, a little too... Yeah, it looks really bubbly I, and colory. I want to use the word bright. candy for some reason. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, yeah totally. There's a lot of eye candy going on. Um, I mean, it works fine. It zooms in on the map or on the uh, board. Just fine. I, I think I'm taking a little getting used to uh, after using words with friends for so long. Mm -hmm. My biggest complaint is just it's not quite quick enough. Um, when I've taken my turn and I'm waiting for it to shift over to the next screen, it's a little slow. And then you have interstitial ads between every move, right? So, oh. I mean, it, now you have that on words with friends, and yeah. I understand yeah. that. And it's just your basic BS, you know, AdSense ads or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know what you're getting. So here you're getting EA ads to other EA games, and that makes sense as well. But you have them in between moves, and then there's also the one down on the bottom as a little banner, right? And it's just like, are we really EA? Enough. Enough. Now, my opponent's taking their turn, and I have to wait for another ad now. Uh, yeah. That's too frustrating. Much. Yeah, the yeah. ad in, in in between moves is really because I mean, I'll deal with the ad down at the bottom, like the banner ad. That's cool. Like, don't let it get in the way of gameplay. Right. Hmm. Right. What yeah. should I play here? L O V. L L. Okay. All right. Yeah, I see what you mean, though. Okay. It's super like bubbly and and colorful. I guess it would take a little bit to to get used to that. I, I should have used triple Words letter. Of friends oh, is a little oh, well. muted, but really, I mean, between the two, I don't care. I just want it to work. Words with friends at a certain point, I couldn't stand it anymore. Like I love the game and I think it's a lot of fun, but it was so buggy and it would never work the way it should. And I, I, as a result, I lost the habit of playing it. And so all the people that I had games with, they just kind of fell by the wayside because I just wasn't willing to put up with that all the time. It was frustrating more than it was fun. My wife I downloaded and, I get along and installed much Words with Friends, and I never told anyone my username, and I've never played a game on it ever. And it still sits there on my phone. I've never even opened the app. 
Oh, I see what you're saying about the ad. But you get the little <laughs> X in the right-hand top corner. You can X it out, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's but same, still a Same pain. as word, words with friends. But on words with friends, they do it a little differently. Like, well, potentially. Sometimes they put the X up at the top. Sometimes they put a little OK button down at the bottom. Yeah. You know, they they kind of throw you for these this loops. Is, and you have to follow. This is thinking. something, um, you know, provided that it actually works really well. I, I'm gonna, I would pay for this. So get get rid you of the ads. You would pay for it to work well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Have a paid version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I, bring it. I think it's interesting to note um, L333T or Elite probably in the chat room says that if you turn off uh, data and Wi-Fi during the game while you're using the app, the ads won't appear because you cut right. it off to the internet. But that's not. I mean, like I, you know, that's yeah. if you want to go dark on your phone and play the game. I don't care about the ads that much. Totally. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, All right. well, there it is. Scrabble for free. I wonder. I do wonder if it's for free now or if it's just going to be for free. Um, you know, cause sometimes they release it free and then they change it. But because it's free in the Android market, that's probably how it's going to be. Does EA do that with other games or are they all paid? Mm. I guess I don't know. I haven't played many of the EA games on Android. There's a lot that you pay for, but yeah. I'm not quite sure if they're all... If there's all a free version as well. Right, right. <laughs> all right, well, let's do a quick email uh, at aaa at twit.tv. Uh, let's see here. Kyle wrote in to say, my Android phone is my family's primary phone. We dumped our landline over a year ago. Looking at my phone records, 90% of the incoming calls are from toll-free numbers, and there are a lot. Do you guys know of a good, inexpensive app that will let me dump calls from these telemarketers based on a <laughs> wild-carded phone number match? I've searched a lot without much success. Thanks, you guys. Are, you guys are awesome. Okay, um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, I, you know, I did a little searching. Probably came up with a lot of the uh, same results that you did. Um, but first off, first off, I had a lot of people that recommended uh, Google Voice. Uh, just because it allows you to mark something as spam and it will, you know, bypass it. But it doesn't have really the wildcard phone number match so that it skips your phone in general. I think the ultimate problem that you're talking about, Kyle, is that you don't want all these phone numbers, uh, these phone calls littering your recent calls and, and all that. You want them to just skip entirely. And I, I don't know if there's an elegant solution to do that. Google Voice would have been my choice because the phone is intercepted, or the phone call is intercepted in a service before it ever even and hits your phone um, so you can mark it as spam and I know that it will just be filed away it'll never actually make it to your phone it'll be filed away so you'll still probably have a message waiting for you on Google Voice uh, but that might not not be the best solution for you droid block is another one that allows you to uh, block incoming calls with numbers in a blacklist but then again their incoming calls um, you know it has to see the call coming in before it can match it to the blacklist and I think it would still litter that list on your phone and then Mr. Number is another one, which uh, actually has pretty good reviews. It's four stars out of five. Uh, let's you, uh, you can do a, a number of things with this, but one of them, of course, is block calls from people that you don't want to hear from again. I believe it also has uh, you know, a blacklist that you can kind of uh, link it up to, as well as the last one, uh, which is Call Control, a free app, and it uh, protects your privacy, it says, by stopping unwanted calls and texts. Actually, it's interesting. I got a junk like telemarketer text over the weekend. I had no idea why or how or what, but yeah, I got something randomly. So oh, every every couple months, I get um, a uh, call from a Spanish telemarketer. 
I've been getting the telemarketer text messages. I just got one earlier that was tell, you know, telling me I have a secret crush and the reply yes to get my crush's name now, just nine ninety nine. dollars that, that sounds like reply a Facebook app. Yes I know, I was sort. about to say. Are you sure yeah. somebody isn't messing with you on Facebook? Wait, those <laughs> things are spam? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were real. <laughs> Did you take the quiz? You took the quiz. You, you, you took the quiz, didn't you, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> He's silent. <laughs> No comment. All right. Well, anyways, if uh, you know Kyle, you can check those out. I I hate to think that those are the same ones you came up with, but I did a little bit of searching and asking around. So maybe one of those is work. And if you haven't been using Google Voice, that might be uh, as close to a solution as you can think of. It might require a little work in advance, but hopefully that helps you out. Uh, before we move on, let's uh, do another ad. This uh, episode of All About Android is brought to you by Netflix, uh, streaming thousands of TV episodes and movies directly to you, saving you time, money, and hassle. Uh, there are several several ways that you can get all these movies. Uh, you can watch them on your PC, your Mac, you can get them on uh, your PS3, your Nintendo Wii, Xbox 360, uh, Roku if you have that. There's just a number of ways that you can watch the online streaming offerings from Netflix and uh, your, your Apple TV if you happen to have that. They're inexpensive, they're easy to use, and they sync right up with Netflix, so it's really cool. Uh, with Netflix, you can watch these movies, there's TV shows instantly using any of these devices. There's also an Android app um, out there as well on select devices, so check it out. You might have a device that can stream movies, which is pretty sweet. And uh, whichever way you choose, you can watch as many of these movies and TV shows as you want, anytime you want. You can cancel anytime. So here's the good stuff. Netflix today uh, can be yours free for 30 days. Go to netflix.com slash twit. And be sure to use this URL when you sign up. That way you get the free trial. It's netflix.com slash twit. And, uh, you know, see, there's a lot of movies that you can watch here. Uh, hmm. I'm watching Party Down. Party Down. Great That's show. a Yeah, Great I'm only show. two episodes in. So, it gets so um, much. It, it's, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, because it's a little weak right now for no. the first two episodes. And I'm like, okay, I know it's going to get better. It will, but, it will build. And by the end of the thing, by the end of the whole run, uh, you're going to be loving okay. it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Last year, I did a whole Veronica Mars uh, run on Netflix. And um, this is the same executive producer, a lot of the same actors. Kristen Bell shows up in Party Down, I know, later on. So I'm going to, you know, hold patient with it. There's only 20 episodes, so I'll get by that. It's a great 20 show. 20 half-hour episodes, easy. Yeah, and you can find weeds on there. Yep. Like a, a lot of the Showtime shows, essentially, mm -hmm. are there. Oh, this is great. I'm stars, not a show to... actually. Oh, is that Stars? It was yeah, Stars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Stars. It was yeah. a great, actually, there was a great, and Eileen, I'll send you a link. There was a great article that was like an oral history of the show with like oh. the cast talking about it. Okay. And because the whole thing was it was on Stars and nobody watched it. Yeah. And then right after two seasons when it was getting momentum then it got canceled and then the the main guy got a gig on parks and rec and moved on mm, and that's right like, like everybody that was on the show it was one of those like arrested development kind of things where like the people who watched it were like oh it's great and my camera's going out of focus i'm sorry yeah but, i'm not um, sure what that is <laughs> but it was a great show so glad that you're watching it on netflix right so. on i will have to check that out so again that's netflix.com slash twit and we thank them for their support as always all right it's time let's jump into the arena to enter one lives Android Arena. Note, it's actually three, not two. Okay, um, so last week we uh, talked about Twitter apps, and uh, <laughs> okay, so here's the good news. There's actually a, uh, the, the poll that we ran last week 
is still up, so it wasn't disconnected and, and, and missing like it was on last week's poll that we tried to, to cover. Uh, but the downside is, for some reason, the percentage points of each vote and the pie graph is not representative of what actually happened. So we'll just go by the total number of votes. Twidroid Pro did win with yes. 183 total vo uh, votes. Uh, TweetDeck yes. came in second with 106. And Twitter for Android, the official Twitter app, came in third I with told 90 you. votes. I, I knew it. I knew I'd get coming last on that one. <laughs> it, was, it was the not sexy choice. Yeah. Everybody tweet Droid Pro! But yeah. you know, ultimately, all in all, it's, it's not like... Well, Twidroid actually did really did really well in comparison, but as it um, should have. Very good. Thinking it was going to be a little bit closer of a race, and it kind of was. But Twidroid Pro, maybe I have to check that out again at some point. You know, I use it more. Obviously, it's my main Twitter client right now. I'm not going anywhere. This is yeah. it's it. it. I just keep finding new features. You can actually post to Facebook on it. Um, didn't even notice that. Uh, there's like a little. Um, you know, slide menu there once you do your tweet. I, there's just so many things that I keep discovering. It's one of those almost too many features apps, but as long as it's got the basic stuff, yeah, you're done. Cool. Worth the price. All right. Well, so this week uh, we wanted to talk about battery saving apps, and I think this will be an interesting discussion because we all kind of spent a little bit of time with our battery saving apps. And Phil, I know you have some some input on this as well. But we'll start off with just kind of covering the apps that we spent time with, and I think the results will surprise you. How's that for a tease? <laughs> uh, <Is it>? so <laughs> we, the thing is gonna... that we talked about apps, and then we started to change it and said, oh, well, let's do a segment, and we'll just talk, and we'll give tips on how to save yeah, uh, battery so this life. Is and both. Then, yeah, and then, Jason, you were like, no, but these apps seem to get really good reviews in the, in the Android market. So I thought, okay, let's, let's go back and do the arena. But we're also going to just um, you know mention some tips. Yeah, gen general battery saving yeah. tips as well, because I think battery issues just in general, it's, it's a very, very common problem with with phones in general, but you know, with particular Android phones, uh, not naming any names, but the Thunderbolt is, can be uh, pretty bad. With, I guess I am naming names. All right, hey, Ron, uh, so why don't you talk about your app first? So the rule, we're just going to talk about the app, and we're not going to pass any judgment on the concept of battery saving, or I, are we going to, or can I filter that in as I talk about you it? You can filter, filter it in. in. Just Go do for it. it. Talk about but, it freely. Because, because I was, when we said we were going to do this, and I, my, I apologize for my camera. The autofocus keeps going on wonky. I'm sorry about that. Cut away from me. Go, right. to my, go to my app. So I looked at Battery Foo, which was a... Um, I like the which, name. Yeah. So um, my whole thing about battery about the battery apps is that they just... Um, like, I, I, I started on Android on a G1, and that made me learn how to use my phone correctly and use mm -hmm. um, and, and manage my battery well to extend the lifespan of it. So I feel as if I've already been in the, um, in the trenches trying to have like a, a phone that used a lot of data, drained the battery really quickly, and I learned little tips and tricks on how to um, save your battery life, whether it's you know, dropping your, res your uh, screen display down to the lowest setting, you know, mm -hmm. having the screen timeout go off, uh, go, after, uh, go off after 15, 30 seconds, keeping Wi-Fi off, keeping GPS off, only turning it on when I when you're using that stuff. So all that stuff I already do ingrained, but um, for whatever reason, I understand that not everybody has that training and these apps do help them. Um, and so looked at Battery Foo. Battery Foo, um, and what I thought was really funny about it was in the description on the Android Marketplace, it's like claim to fame is that it gives up, gives up to four days of battery life on a G1. Really? And I was, and I was like, wait a minute. 
Are they, why don't you just update that to a more recent phone? Like, so I get the feeling that Battery Foo has been out there for a while and, and he does put in a warning saying that it hasn't been tested on 4G. So I get the feeling this is more aimed at kind of maybe older phones. That, that was kind of my experience with it. But essentially what Battery Foo does is it actually works um, when you install it, it tells you to install AP Android which I'm not sure if any of the other apps made you guys do that or not. Mm. Um, but AP Android is basically another app that allows you to control uh, the, day, uh, the use of your phone and connecting to, the, uh, to your carrier. So mm -hmm. through the data transfer networks and that sort of thing. So it calls for using of that. And then there's a bunch of settings in Battery Foo that then basically just allow you to control when your phone's data controls uh, come to life. So basically what you can do is you can set a certain sleep time. You can say, listen, don't make any data calls for 30 minutes. And then when you make the, when after that 30 minutes, wake up and sync my accounts, have any apps that need to data check in, check in, basically um, controlling the flow of data going uh, from your phone to the, to the networks. Um, it also has the ability to, um, you know, there's, a, there's an online mode and offline mode. So with one touch of a button, you can just go offline and kill the phone, any data connections. Um, you can also control what, um, how much data is happening when the screen is on or the screen is off or when the, your charger is plugged in or not. Um, so it's a neat little way to control what, basically what data is being sent and received by your phone in, a, in an effort to save your battery. The idea being that if you use data less, your battery will last longer. Um, there were no real indicators of what my battery level was or what, you know, making this change would improve, you know, we, we, there was no battery energy like, like uh, uh, levels or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought, so I thought that was a little bit of a misnomer. It's just mainly a connection controller um, with the idea of saving battery control. So um, I used it. I didn't really notice any big difference in my battery use. Um, and I'm probably, after we do this, I'm going to uninstall it because I don't need it, but that's just me. So. Um, basically, I'm conceding this this week's poll because I'm not a fan of these battery apps. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That is absolutely yeah. fair enough. So the, again, that app is Battery Foo, and yep, uh, and, it, and I believe it's free in the marketplace, and and it does suggest that you install AP Android as well for it to work uh, as the best as it can. Yeah, so. I think in general, this battery apps, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more. Kind of kind of end up in the your mileage may vary camp. Uh, some people tend to get really, really good results out of battery saving apps. Maybe they have it configured better than other people. Uh, other times, it doesn't seem to make much of a difference. And I don't know if that's because the settings aren't right, or maybe you're on a phone that it just doesn't make as much of an impact. It doesn't matter. Maybe it manages power and, and battery better than other phones. I'm not sure. But right. uh, anyways, we'll get back to that. Eileen, uh, how about you? Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My app kind of essentially does the same thing that I, it's the same thing that yours does, Ron. It's and and I chose it because of the name, um, <laughs> Green Power. Green you Power. Notice I like green. I've got a little green nook uh, cover here. So I don't know. Um, so I have it running on both the phones that I have right now, the Nexus S and the Samsung uh, Galaxy S2. Um, interesting to note, though, with the Samsung Galaxy S2. Um, I am pretty much, oh, let me get out of Scrabble here. I'm pretty much kind of uh, in power saving mode um, in general. There's a power saving mode option uh, on the phone and um, it helps me toggle. Oh, let me get out of Wi-Fi, save that, uh, hogging. Um, 
the battery up. So I, I don't know. I, I've tested it and it seems fine. Um, so here it is. I, the real test was on the Nexus S because I've been complaining about the battery life forever uh, about it. And uh, the other thing, though, I have to say about today, I haven't charged this phone since noon. Mm -hmm. I would say, and it's at 81% right now. But I also haven't been using it because I've been using my Samsung Galaxy uh, S2 um, most of the day. So when you launch Green Power, really all you need to do is tweak the settings to your you know specifications. You're going to tweak your Wi-Fi settings. You're going to tweak when your mobile uh, network is turned off and on. You're going to do. There's so many different uh, settings here. Uh, traffic settings. Um, there's this is day mode, and uh, for an extra. Dollar sixty-nine. Uh, you get the app without ads, and there's a night mode uh, that will help s supposedly manage your battery uh, life uh, overnight and turn off automatically things like, uh, you know, and go automatically to airplane mode, for instance. You don't have to think about it; it'll just do it for you. So once you basically once you set up um, everything uh, to your liking, you just leave it, and it just runs. Uh, and turns on and off based on, you know, um, cell towers, based on, you know, um, the strength of the Wi-Fi and whatnot. Um, and, okay, so idly, um, the phone is at 81% and I haven't touched it. I haven't really played. You Normally, when I uh, have this running idly, it, j you know, it will just drain, the battery just drains anyways. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't have that many notifications running um, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it seems like it's doing the job. I, I guess I'm st I'm like I'm like you, Ron. You know, just turn down your brightness. Uh, maybe turn off your GPS. Um, you turn know, off Wi-Fi. Turn, turn off, off Bluetooth. Wi -Fi, yeah. Things like that. You know. Um, Any, anything anything that possibly is making a data connection. Uh, basically, I just I'm in the habit. Of, I just turn it on when I'm going to use it. That so, said, the fact yeah. that this idly is at 81 percent. That's kind of I, normally, it would at least be at 60 by now with minimal usage. Mm -hmm. So I maybe it's working. I don't know. But I've done all the other things, too, like really minimize the brightness, which I hadn't really done before. So, um, yeah, that's green power. And there's a free version. That's the one with the ad that I was uh, describing. So, um, And it supports most phone types. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily support all gingerbread phones yet. But most everybody's on Froyo anyways, so, right? right? All right, so that's green power. Now, uh, the one that I have, I actually paid a little bit of dough for. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> because, you know, I have the Thunderbolt. I just kind of figured, okay, well, uh, I'm probably going to need some sort of battery management. It was a really good kind of way for me to test out Juice Defender Ultimate. Uh, now, there are three levels of Juice Defender. I wish there was an easy way on, the, on their site to kind of compare the features against each other because it's kind of hard to tell exactly what is in the free version versus the plus version versus the ultimate version. But obviously the ultimate version gives you total and complete access. Uh, the, the free version I know for a fact just kind of gives you a couple of preset um, profiles that you can run with. And I know on my Motorola Droid I used the free version uh, to kind of make sure that my battery would last through the day. But, you know, in, in doing that and using their profiles is doing a lot of things with like a broad brush. It's deactivating your data quite a bit if you're using the higher powered profile. So when you do things like turn on your phone, it's not super quick to respond. And uh, that might take a little getting 
used to. But um, so let's see here. So Juice Defender Ultimate. Uh, first of all, I'll start off with the fact that they do have some widgets, which can, which can be really handy. These are the three different widgets that they have. A couple of them that take up one tiny space, another one that takes up two spaces. And essentially, they, they just allow you to activate the service. If you hit that shield, right now it's telling me that I've saved, you know, in the time running it, I've saved 1.76, or I've gotten 1.76 uh, out of my battery than I would have without it. Without it, I would have just got one. So 0.76, you know, 70%, I guess that would be increase uh, by using the app. Um, but I'll go ahead and click here and it'll take me through to the settings page. And the Ultimate almost has so many settings that it can be a little prohibitive and a little bit difficult to cover them all. So I'll just kind of go through them really quick. Essentially, you have the ability to uh, take some preset profiles, which you have here, balanced, aggressive, extreme. I haven't used the extreme one, but it's extreme, so it's got to be cool. It's only if you're on the half pipe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and drinking Mountain Dew. Um, so advanced and custom, you know, customized and advanced is basically the same thing. Customized allows you to dive right in and make and set your own settings. And you can see here controls. There's so many features that you can go in here and customize. Um, things like Wi-Fi management, so you can auto disable if you're not connected, so it's not always trying to connect to Wi-Fi. Uh, you can set different timeout lengths, so for your screen or the device lock, you can you can set those at different different amounts on when they actually time out and stop drawing battery as a result. Um, brightness controls, uh, which you know Android has that automatic brightness setting. I think this is maybe a little bit more. Uh, specific if you have in mind a really good profile that you want to set up around brightness controls you are allowed to kind of go in there it also has CPU uh, throttling which requires root similar to an app I talked about on an early episode called uh, root C uh, root ah, ah what is it? set CPU there we go set CPU so it basically allows you to throttle um, and control your processor based on different uh, different situations. Essentially, uh, set the speed. You can choose different governor profiles, and hopefully, eke out a little bit better battery life as a result. Uh, it has this whole schedules page, which allows you to enable things like uh, connectivity. Um, during certain times of day, so you can have different things happen. Um, you know, at night. Uh, during peak time, on the weekends, you can basically set up these profiles so that they're very uh, specific to the time of day. Like I actually have a nighttime, um, a nighttime setting here, which essentially mutes it, <laughs> mutes my phone uh, between what is it, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. So that if I for forget to do that, my phone doesn't suddenly beep at me at two in the morning. So I don't know if that's necessarily saving much power, but it's convenient. Uh, and then uh, triggers uh, essentially gives you a lot of uh, customization around what kind of events uh, enable uh, Juice Defender to run. So you can set a battery threshold. You can choose to do that. You know, does it do something different when it's plugged into a charger? Um, you can set your your traffic, uh, the the amount of traffic and how the rules around what kind of traffic is allowed enabled on your phone at what what particular time, what scenario, apps, which I found was really really uh, useful in the sense that um, when when I was running this without making any sort of tweaks to the apps section. Uh, Google Music, for example. I'm streaming music from Google Music. I turn off my display, and the profile was set for when the display goes out. It cuts off data connectivity. And so, I, you know, at first I was like, "Wow, that's really inconvenient. That's a, ser a serious downside." Well. Being able to program different profiles around different apps allow you to do things like, say, if Google Music is running, keep data open so that it channels uh, 
channels that data through. Once it's closed, then turn on your normal rules. Um, so it's extremely uh, customizable. You can save your um, save all of your settings into a profile and restore them later and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it is a little expensive at $7.13 uh, for this. And I do know that a lot of people really um, swear by battery battery power, you know, battery apps in general, and especially Juice Defender, which I think is one of the more popular ones out there. Having said all that, and uh, through all of our, our reviews and our experiences, I will say that, you know, I, I ran a couple of days without and I ran a couple of days with, and okay, I did. Okay, that's a good test. I, I, I basically just when I woke up at six, you know six six thirty in the morning, unplugged the phone, went as long as I could before my phone yeah. died. Um, the two back-to-back -back days with and without, I ended up getting pretty much the same battery life. Oh, I think. Interesting. I think on yep. the day with, I got like a half an hour longer. Um, but I was using a little bit more data that day. So it's really hard mm. to tell because, you, do, you know, in your head, you can't necessarily quantify exactly how much you're using it and whether it's doing a good job or not. Juice Defender does give you the ability, like I said at the beginning of this review, to kind of see what your battery life improvements are. It's a number that they pick and who knows how accurate that is. Um, but it was kind of striking to me that, you know, two back-to-back -back days about the same, maybe a little bit better, but mm -hmm. then again, I was using more data. And then I did a few more profiles, um, profile tests, and one of them was just horrible. And I thought I'd spent extra time, like really setting up a really customized profile and taking the time to, to really think about it. And I, don't, I must have missed something because I hardly made it through, you know, three quarters of that. So I don't know. It just feels like more your mileage may vary. Well, well, the thing, I mean, the Juice Defender, it looks like that has all the things I wanted out of a battery app. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, uh, Battery Foo it does have a widget just to turn it on and off and, ha and uses the notification pane, but like having a widget with some data and giving me some numbers and showing me the percentage of battery saved or having control of those profiles, that's really cool. But at the end of the day, it sounds like it's 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 almost like having a carbon monoxide detector in your house. You want it, you know, you think it's doing its thing, but you never actually see it do its thing because you never have a carbon monoxide leak. So, so I took uh, a, that's true. That's a really good. <laughs> I took a quick poll on G Plus uh, last week and um, got a lot of great tips, and we'll put that in the um, in the show notes as well. But overwhelmingly, I also noticed that uh, those that were running a custom ROM, yeah. uh, specifically uh, CyanogenSeven, Seven, were very very happy and much happier with their phone after they after they did that had a brief conversation with Leo yesterday um, we were supposed to root his phone but he couldn't wait I had a difficult time trying to uh, schedule uh, the signage and uh, guys on our show and um, he just couldn't wait anymore because he was just unhappy with his G2X. Yeah, so understood. he went ahead and did it himself. And uh, he has CyanEngine 7 running, and he's actually really happy with it as well. Yeah. Uh, in no, terms I, of battery I life and I performance in general. Well. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I mean... Phil, what you know, do you what do you think about all this? Do you do you have kind of a take on on these battery apps? Do you guys not have plugs where you are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time I've asked this question. Why do people have such an aversion to plugging in their phones? Why do you need to shut down everything on your phone at night? You know, plug it in. Now that said, I need to shut everything down because otherwise the damn thing won't shut up. But <laughs> these things are meant to be used. If you're paying, you know. Three and four, and if you're buying outright five and six hundred dollars for a phone, and you, know, why do you want to turn it off all the time? Yeah, totally. yeah. Now, yes. I have LTE where I live, and I have horrible battery life on it, but I'm using it. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I want to use this phone as much as I can. Now, full disclosure, my company sells batteries. Right? We make a lot of money off them. So, <laughs> you know, but but that's how I would. 
prefer to work. I'd rather just have to shove in another battery at, you know, three, four in the afternoon or noon on the Thunderbolt. But yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to have to work. Yeah, I don't want to have to worry about whether I have data connectivity because I'm worried about battery life. Well, the NFL, I, I, I'll, I'll play. I can play devil's advocate to you on that in that recent like so for example next week I'm going to San Diego to Com- San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. and I will carry my plug with me and I'll plug in my phone in the panel rooms right. and things like that but you know when I go out at night like and I'm using Foursquare and I'm texting and everyone's talking mm-hmm. it's going to hit like midnight or so and I'm going to I, I watch my battery go down to like 12% yeah. and I'm like oh, oh yeah. you, know, you know like I know I've got four more hours of being out and hanging out and like I don't and I'm not going to be near a plug I'm going to be in a club I can't plug it in and you know so and especially with the Nexus S where it's hard to get this plastic case off and pop in another battery I want to extend my battery as long as possible so totally. yeah that's pretty much you know, I mean, I guess if you're traveling a lot, that's where it kills yeah. me. That's yeah, exactly. And, you go on vacation, um, and we go to conferences all the time, and it's a pain. And then I'm looking yeah. at the, it, the phone dying. I don't have an opportunity to plug in the phone all the time. So, um, but like you, Phil, I like to run my phone the way it's meant to be used. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I hate turning off stuff, and that's why I was so averse to it until I really kind of had to just kind of play with it uh, when I needed to. You know, um, but yeah, I want to run the phone. That's why I got this phone. It's it's mm-hmm. gonna do tons of things for me. I want to run video. I want to do it on 3G, on wireless, on whatever. So, um, yeah, I had a little discussion with someone on G Plus about that offline too. It's like, yeah, need a really Dennis just, Larry rant. I'm gonna yeah. turn the screen up as high as I want to and yeah. run LTE as fast as I can. <laughs> I want to see how bright it is. Duh. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, you yeah, just you gotta do what like- you gotta do. It's right for you. Again, just like. Android users in general, everybody has their own preferences. And what's that's really, the beauty of it. What's really funny is that you've actually find yourself getting used to it. Like the first thing I do on my phone is I lower the brightness down to yeah. zero, practically zero. And then the other day, for some reason, I, I hit the auto brightness or something like that. And the, phone, the brightness went all the way up. And I was like, oh, that's the, what is that? I've never seen that before because I've, I've gotten so used to it being on a dimmer kind of setting. So it's like yeah. kind of, you can train yourself to think that's the normal use. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and just power widget, uh, you know, power bar widgets in general. Uh, there's one that I think ships with almost every Android phone, I, w- I would guess anyways. I've seen them on any Android phone I've used, the power widget. And it gives you the controls, uh, the ability to control things like screen brightness just by the push of a button or turn off, you know, turn it into airplane mode or Wi-Fi on, off, whatever. Making it easy for you to actually use it and not have to dive into a menu in order to make these quick settings where you know you're probably not going to do that on a whim mm-hmm. um, I just I mean I use that widget probably more than any because yeah, it's so mm-hmm. that widget combined with you can download I forget the one I the name that I, I, I use but there's a ton of them in the marketplace yeah, it's the power widget from Android combined with the one space widget that just gives you percentage of your battery mm-hmm. so like for example on my main screen I've got one little square that just tells me I've got 68% right now mm-hmm. and because I don't trust the little indicator in the, not- in the notification bar like uh, that you know that, that thing is there's zero accuracy on that yeah just, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't even have a numerical value associated with it it's just a exactly. little icon and you're like well that does me no good <laughs> yeah no but getting getting this one little widget that tells me and it, and, and it changes whether it's green if it's like over 50 percent under 50 percent it goes to yellow under 20 percent it goes to red and then i i just look at my phone quickly and know whether i need to plug it in or not yeah so Are you um, and plus also the other thing to keep in mind too is that um if you can't get to an outlet a trick i've used is uh usb cable into your laptop yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a ton of power, but it'll give you a little boost to get you to go wherever you're going next. So, what were you going to worry say, about it more if you have a numerical value up there with it, or do you do you worry about it less if you just have a little bit of green space that that might or not <laughs> might or might not be accurate? 
<laughs> I, I, I go for the percentage. I want the number, basically. So that's, yeah. that's me. Yeah, and that's my personal preference. I have like this this uh, built-in distrust of any battery reader after using <laughs> my Motorola Droid for so long, where I would I would have it fully charged and it would go down, you know, normally about a third of the way, and then suddenly it's like twenty percent. You know, yeah. it just jumped down there. I'm like, ah, I don't even trust you anymore. There's no indication. <laughs> that's why I actually used Juice Defender on my my Droid uh, to begin with because I didn't trust it. But I think ultimately what these apps do, they might get you a little bit of extra battery life depending on how you set them up. But you also deal with a lot of consequences like we've talked about. Mm -hmm. uh, but one one of the big consequences that I ran into is just not being able to use your data right away when you wake up your phone. It might have to reconnect and renegotiate with the antenna, you know, with the, with the, you know, just your connectivity in general whether that's wi-fi or 3g or or whatever so suddenly your phone you're waiting for your phone to kind of negotiate before you can actually yeah, use it and, again. And, that's really and, annoying and this might be this might be ignorance and maybe phil can correct it but doesn't it take actually more power to reestablish a connection like that than to maintain a, a connection an ongoing connection yep yep it does okay so i'm not crazy no, you're not crazy, Ron. At least not for that reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not this time, Ron. Maybe next time. All right, so cool. Well, I think that's a, that's a really good discussion around battery life and uh, probably not the way you thought our coverage of battery apps was going to go. Uh, or maybe it was because you agree. Uh, but anyways, you can vote on your favorite battery app. Go to poll.cm slash 81. It's poll.cm slash 81. Uh, battery saving apps. What's your favorite? Battery Foo, Green Power, Juice Defender, <laughs> Ultimate. Uh, Man, there's some people yeah. in the chat. They're like, I'm not going to vote on this. Yeah, just yeah. abstain. That's fine. You can abstain. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I mean, you can also just go ahead and buy an external battery or another battery <laughs> for your phone. Yeah, yeah. I totally. mean, there's so many options, you know, to, to recharge. But we're yeah, just absolutely. talking about, you know, trying to save well we, do, we just get, we get a lot of questions about battery saving yeah. apps and just because they they don't necessarily work for everyone doesn't mean we shouldn't absolutely talk about them in some capacity and and you know go through these issues uh together uh so there we go i think that about wraps it up oh i should also mention next week uh we're going to talk about locate my phone apps so uh, you know, if you have any recommendations of apps that you use, or how about some stories? If you have a story of losing your uh, your Android phone <laughs> and using one of these apps to find it, yeah. I, we'd love to hear it. AAA at twit.tv, or you can leave us a voicemail, 347 show AAA, and that'll be next week's episode. And Phil Nickinson, thank you so much for coming onto the show and helping us out today. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, why don't you uh, just let people know where they can find your stuff and follow you all around the interwebs? Oh, I am on AndroidCentral.com 372 <laughs> and a half days out of the year. That's not good like. enough. Um, at Android Central on uh, Twitter or at Phil Nickinson or all my stuff's Phil Nickinson. How do we even have like short ways to get to Google Plus? That's I, I, I was going to use my my short Google Plus uh, address for my name. So yeah, there is. Go to G Plus two. Yeah. You can set that up. So, yeah. Oh, gplus.to, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. Nice. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks again. And we'll definitely uh, be, be in touch to bring you on again if you're, if you're interested. I awesome. appreciate it. Right on. All right, Ron, where can people find you? Well, as I mentioned, I'm going to mix it up this week and send you to Google+. Plus. So you can go to gplus.to slash ronxo, and that's where you can find my Google Plus profile. And that's got links to me on Twitter as well as the websites I work for, iFanboy and Graphically, and all the fun stuff there. So uh, that's where you can find me. Right on. And Eileen. I think I secured gplus.to slash Eileen TV. 
if you're not following me there already. And also uh, on Twitter at Eileen TV. <laughs> right on. And uh, I am at Reagan01 on Twitter. And I also am gplus.to uh, on uh, slash Reagan01 on G+. So uh, check it out there. We, we get a lot of really cool uh, show-related show discussion going mm -hmm. on there. So if you haven't had access to, G, uh, to Google Plus yet, or if you're on there, definitely uh, check it out because we're, we're starting to kind of integrate those comments into the show more. It's a really good platform for kind of crowdsourcing stuff for the show. So we plan on using it much more. So be there. And that is it for... Eileen oh. is gplus.to slash Eileen TV. Oh, thank you. It, so. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for this week. Uh, everyone, voicemails. Leave us 347-SHOW-AAA. You can email us and video mail us, AAA at twit.tv. You can hit us up on Twitter at Android Show. You can check out show notes, twit.tv slash AAA. And finally, you can catch us live every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific at live.twit.tv. That is it for this week, folks. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week on All About Android. <laughs>